Welcome back to the With Ross podcast. Today, I want to talk about living in Airbnbs full time. This is something I've done for the last two years from a $180 a month, one bedroom condominium in Kathmandu, Nepal, to the 12,000 square foot former church in Washington State. It's been an absolute blast. It's allowed me to live nomadically, to not have to own any furniture, not have to own any kitchen supplies, not have to worry about leases, you know, being locked into a certain place for six months or 12 months or longer if I owned the house, not have to worry about utility bills, Wi-Fi, electricity, etc. And I don't have to worry about replacing the roof or mowing the lawn or painting the house or anything like that. So it's been a really, really great experience, and it pairs quite nicely with... I did an episode a few months back about dematerialization. It pairs quite nicely with that, with living lightly, for lack of better words. So I'll just run through what I see as the biggest pros and a handful of cons at the end. I don't have many, but I'll cover those. So first of all, money. I mean... You might think it's expensive to rent an Airbnb for one night or, or seven nights. It, it's comparable to a hotel room. However, when you start looking at the month plus, 90 day plus uh, ranges on Airbnb, it's actually very affordable. It's no secret that housing is historically expensive in the United States right now. There's low supply. There's cheap interest rates. The economy is doing pretty well. Housing stock is low, so rents are high, home prices are high, but the interesting thing is Airbnb is not, it, it's on par with renting an apartment in terms of, at, at least here in Austin, my monthly rent in a furnished Airbnb where, again, everything is paid for, everything is included in my monthly price, is about comparable to what I would pay for an unfurnished leased apartment and if i had a leased apartment or my own home i would of course have to furnish it at my own expense i'd have to the bedroom i'd probably spend two to three thousand dollars just furnishing it get the bed get the bed frame get nightstands get lights and then the living room you need couches you need a tv in the kitchen you need pots and pans and plates and silverware it very quickly becomes at least $5,000 just to get a basic level of necessities in your house. So it's really, when you, when you factor that in, it's significantly cheaper to live in an Airbnb. And then when you factor in the flexibility, even if my Airbnb cost, let's say, 50% more than leasing an apartment, it would still be worth it to me for the fact that when I'm done with my month rental or three-month rental, whatever it may be, I just simply load up my car and I leave and I go to the next one. If I'm three months into a one-year lease, I can't do that without either paying a fee to end the lease or that's pretty much it. I, there's really no way to break a lease legally. In terms of the flexibility, that is hugely, hugely beneficial. It's actually the next pro in and of itself is the flexibility. 
if I want to, at the end of three months, go to a different state, different city within this state, I can do so. If I want to go to a different part of town, I can do so. The flexibility is unbeatable. And in today's world, where a large amount of jobs have been made remote, it's something you can do easier than ever. Along the lines of the flexibility piece, let's talk about the convenience. A lot of apartments, to rent it, you have to submit an application, usually with a fee attached to it. You pay $50 or $75 just to have them run a background check on you as a renter, and you have to wait. It takes time, and then you have to sign the documents, and you have to go through that whole process. With an Airbnb, it's just on your credit card. It's just you, you have your profile, you have your ratings, so the you know, in theory, the host could turn you down if you had bad ratings. Hopefully you don't. But um, it's as simple as that. All the rules are right there on the ad for the the profile for the Airbnb unit. And you hit request book, you make the booking, and that's it. And another thing along those lines that Airbnb offers you is peace of mind. Airbnb as a company has insurance policies to protect you and the person that owns the property. They have customer support to mediate any issues between the owner of the property if it came up. And, you know, I've had a couple instances where I've had a short-term bad experience and Airbnb was great about granting me credit. So I have complete peace of mind that if something bad were to happen, then um, I'd be taken care of. Whereas, again, back to the flexibility piece, if I was locked into a one-year commitment with a landlord that I didn't get along with or that wasn't helping me with my issues, broken appliances, leaky roof, whatever it may be, then I'm out of luck. What can I really do? I mean, of course, I could sue the landlord and, you know, go through a whole mess. But again, that just sucks. Just use Airbnb. It's so easy. Okay, but anyways, after this six and a half minute ad for Airbnb so far, Let's talk about some of the cons. One con is mail. After having something like 15 addresses in the last several years, I have stuff going all over the world and country, and that gets really annoying. And I've, I've expressed on this show before how annoying it is that we have mail at all in the 21st century, but that's a fact of life, and I have mail going all over the place. So that is a huge con of living this lifestyle. Second con, constantly resettling. A new place, you might move into a place and realize that something's missing. Something, you know, you can get a, a good idea from the ad. You can see the pictures, you can read the, the what's available, but something might be missing. Like let's say a blender in the kitchen. And you're like, dang, well, I really got used to the blender at the last place and now I don't have it. So Little, little annoyances like that can um, be a downside of Airbnb. That is it for my short list of cons. Hopefully you found this interesting. If so, please feel free to leave me voice messages. You can do so with the link on the show notes. Leave me a question if you have any questions about the Airbnb lifestyle. I'll do another show in the future at some point about the tactics of actually finding a good Airbnb, finding which neighborhoods are good, finding which hosts are good, negotiating for a cheaper monthly rate, that kind of thing, because that's all stuff I've learned as I've gone about this lifestyle. But that is it for now. I hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Bye.